Welcome to the Blarney Pilgrims. Welcome. This is the intro to the intro. It's the intro to the intro. How, how meta is that? Oh my God. Why so, are we doing this? Well, we had a chance yesterday at very short notice to speak to two really great musicians, Mickey O'Donnell and Michelle Doyle. Michelle plays the harp. Uh, we haven't had a chance to have a harp player on, so that was really great. She plays a Celtic harp. Uh, Mickey plays a fiddle, and as you'll hear, they have a really interesting style of composition and a really interesting style of interplay, and it draws on um, a lot of the Celtic uh, motifs that, that we've experienced in a lot of the other playing and other episodes, but they also take it to, to different places. Um, so it's a really fascinating. So and that's what you're about to hear. Yeah, and on top of that, the, the other reason why I've kind of jumped on it and kind of got this episode out so quick is because it is it has, it's coming down to timing. So the pair are marching from the tip of New Zealand to the bottom and performing along the way. That is to raise awareness for osteoporosis and B, their album is launching as well. So they have a possible campaign which is running and their album's going to be coming out. And we said, you know what, we'll get this up and out as quick as we can because this seems like a really great cause. So let's go into the second intro. Delighted to say we're here in a wee room in Geelong with Michelle Doyle and Mickey O'Donnell, and it's totally great to have a chance to talk to you. And uh, first, uh, first incidents of the harp in uh, Blarney Yay, Pilgrim's podcast. Yeah. So, oh, that's nice brilliant. So first of all, we're going to have a we're going to start with a tune. What do you what do you fancy playing? We're going to play for you one that uh, I started writing about five years ago, um, that we finally finished <laughs> this mm. year, which is called Boots, or its full name, which is called Too Big for Your Boots. Or yard boots. And too big for ya is in brackets. <laughs> Basically, the ch- I felt that the tune became uh, too large to name it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was just like I couldn't think of a name that would be perfect, you know, to, you know, um, talk about the, the section that we went into, the kind of the swing, and then the first bit that was all syncopated, and anyways, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's called boots. All right, so away we go. Thank you. 
That was fantastic. Yeah. So I see what you mean about uh, moving in and out and uh, uh, lots of patient. Yeah, mm. <laughs> lots of that. I love that. Gorgeous. So, so Michelle, what what is your first um, encounter with the harp? That's what I want to oh, wow. start with too. Because here we are. We've got this amazing instrument here, which, as Darren pointed out to me on the way over here, he said, you know. You know, it's on your passport. It's on your, you know, <laughs> it's on the it's an iconic instrument. Yes. And well, I know nothing about it. <laughs> I don't. Embarrassingly, like, I, I kind of feel I know more about some of the more obscure instruments that. And I'm like, it is our instrument. Is it really? And then yes. I ask you, is it our instrument? Did we invent it? Not me, you and I. Didn't invent it, but you know. <laughs> no, you didn't invent it. Yeah. No. Sorry. <laughs> no, it goes all the way back to at least Terlichel Carlin, and then yes. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And before him, I don't know. I Thousands don't know, so. of years, actually, there yeah. um, was an Egyptian harp. Oh, the angels, of course, and the angels. And the of angels. Harps. Yeah, and that's, that's even before the Egyptians. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the 80s American, <laughs> uh, Australian rock band, the angels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's Egyptians. Fine. Mickey's just, uh, Mickey just choked in his pint of water there. So, right. It's water. Yeah. It is so it's day. old. We've established it's, it's an old, old instrument. It's ancient. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I think it. I guess, look, I know a little bit about the harp, like history, but I don't, I'm not, but I don't want to put history. myself up as, okay, my history, mm. my history. Um, so my first encounter with the harp, I guess I don't actually know. We were always going to folk festivals right. <laughs> when I was a kid. In fact, I think my first experience with Port Ferry Folk Festival, have you been to that mm-hmm. one? Yeah, it was, I think, uh, when mum was pregnant with me. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they started early. Um, so I think I must have seen one at one of these places, yeah, these music um, places that I was exposed to. I don't actually know, but apparently when I was four, I started saying I wanted to play the harp. So it was mm-hmm. fairly early on. <laughs> so when when did you start? Uh, actually, when I was nine. Right. Um, so I've been playing piano since I was three. It was a musical family and, you know, there was one there and my sister was having lessons. And, and your mom plays and, and my, she teaches. Yeah, and... piano, viola and violin, mm-hmm. exactly. And it just became like, you know, there's all these photos of us as kids. Actually, if you look around this room, you might find them of us like reaching up to play the keys when we're, you know, just walking, yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff. And yeah, so I was playing piano and I just said I wanted to play the harp. And apparently I was very adamant about this. Not that I actually remember saying any of this. And yeah, it was just something that was expensive and mum was like oh god that's what i was, was going to say i was thinking like you know tin whistle maybe you can no. pick one of those up for 20 bucks but you know yeah no harp <laughs> i i like i said i don't remember um sort of campaigning for this but apparently i was probably quite annoying about it <laughs> um but yeah it didn't happen for a while um we probably didn't have the money to get one but as it happened um i got involved with uh this acrobatic troupe, uh, my auntie and uncle and cousin. And the story is ridiculous. The usual pathway. The usual pathway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've had a past <laughs> life, you know, and probably my, my heyday was when I was like six to eight doing acrobatics. And we performed around Melbourne. And then we actually ended up going to Korea, South Korea, and doing like a 10-day performance. Right. <laughs> um, and that got me some money. And then I was like, Mom, I want to buy a harp. <laughs> I've got money now, mm-hmm. now that I'm eight. So she's like, oh. Um, and... I believe it was some, I've forgotten his name, but it was at the National Celtic, no, the National Folk Festival that um, I went to the instrument uh, room, mm-hmm. to tent venue there and found someone with a harp and said, can you please make me a harp? <laughs> and he did. And yeah, and it just happened that, I don't know if you've heard of Peter Roberts. Um, he's a harpist in Geelong. He does uh, a lot of sort of harp, I guess, kind of therapy um, and playing in the hospitals and that kind of thing. But back then he was doing a little bit of teaching and he gave me my first couple of lessons. Right. And what were you, I mean, in all of this music that you're mm-hmm. hearing, 
was it all did you love it all or were there particular things that were standing out to you you know in terms of folk music and yeah. things that you were hearing it's a good question i don't really know it was i guess folk music was just there it yeah. was you know mum was playing in bands and it's what we kind of listened to as well as classical actually yeah um yeah and i guess i liked it but i don't yeah sorry i don't really remember mm-hmm. so no, that's, yeah. i remember really liking the beatles mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh, and quite a few 60s uh, groups, actually. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it was just always there. Right. Um, folk music, Celtic music. which just kind of, yeah, and we would, I guess, play it at home and have kind of little jams and that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Um, I also, I did a lot of classical as well. I was doing grades on the piano. And then when I started the harp, I also did grades as well. So there's that side to my playing. Mm-hmm. Lots of classical music as well as the Celtic music. I think what I liked about the Celtic music or folk music is... How things were learnt by ear. Um, starting so young, um, it I found it really difficult to sight read <laughs> and learn to read music and that kind of thing because yeah. you just you know your ear is just developed. You know, I was like three or four when I started, and so yeah, playing everything um, by ear and from memory and that kind of thing. And then when I had to learn how to actually read music, I found that very difficult. So I, I think the folk music or the Celtic music was probably a bit of a, a haven <laughs> away from that classical training that I was also doing. Right. And then um, in terms of the instrument that you had, so were you able to use that in in the beginning of learning how to play classically? Or was your classical oh, work all about piano question. and keyboard? <sighs> okay. I feel like I have to educate you on harps. No, so they're different <laughs> instruments, like radically different instruments, right? Oh, the yeah. Classical pian- and the, oh, yeah, classical. Yeah. yeah. Funnily enough, in the garage, I have my pedal harp right. <laughs> in the car, which I brought down here to leave here because we're actually moving out of our apartment. Um, but yes, they're, they're quite different. Yeah. Um, you can, of course, to a certain point, you can still play, uh, classical music on what I play, which is a lever harp, um, which is the, I guess, traditional kind of harp of Ireland, the lever harp or the, sometimes it's known as like the small harp or Mm -hmm. the Celtic harp, Scottish harp, Irish harp, folk harp, that kind of thing. Basically the not pedal harp. (laughs) Um, you can play like classical music to a degree, but at some point, um, the issue is, is that uh, lever harps are not fully chromatic, so we're missing some notes. Um, and also, it's quite difficult to change keys very quickly because mm-hmm. you have to move a lever, um, which with means a hand. with a hand, yeah, which means stopping your left hand in order to do that. Which right. I do, um, but it's it's a bit trickier. Which is why it's much more suited to folk music or Celtic music um, because you don't. It's a bit more diatonic. You know, you stay within a key mm-hmm. a bit more. Maybe you change keys like between tunes sort of thing but otherwise mm. yeah i guess it's kind of like the guitars where they slide the the capo up or something between tunes we've got to quickly change the levers um so yeah that was i suppose i played more classical on piano because it's just much more made for it and we just couldn't afford of course a pedal harp and i was too small to play one to be honest um because they're you know twenty thousand and up oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, most people start on a lever harp um, yeah. and then maybe if they want to go that way they they, yeah, they get a pedal harp at some point in their life yeah, when they take out a loan. I'm going to ask a silly question. So the, the yeah. pedal on a pedal harp is, what am I, what am I looking at? I'll give you at? an image. Yeah. It actually has seven pedals. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Most people don't even realize you've got seven pedals at the base of the harp, uh, four on your right foot and three on your left foot. And one, it's one for each note. So, you know, A, B, C, D, F, G. Yeah. And each pedal has three different positions and you move them while you're playing and before and after things uh, in order to change the notes that, um, so like a, say, uh, 
<laughs> if on my my D my D note can be D flat, then I would move the pedal. It could be D natural, and then move it again to be D sharp. Yeah. Okay. So you can yeah, and you just kind of dance around. You have to have quite a good core. <laughs> yeah. <it's> <laughs> because you've got your feet doing this, and then your hands moving as well, and and they're six <laughs> foot tall and forty kilos. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, this is my wee harp. It's nice and small. This is actually also my fifth harp. Um, I've been through a few different harps. They've got bigger and bigger, and then they got smaller. <laughs> So just what are you looking for? What, why, why big and then? Yeah, um, I suppose maybe um, earlier on um, I started, I guess they get larger, you know, you've got some more notes and so your repertoires, yeah, um, can be bigger. Um, and then also the sound, I guess, and that kind of thing. And I think I was also, I, I think I probably wanted to play pedal harp as well. And so my harp was kind of getting bigger as I was, as I was getting bigger and sort of wanting to go that way. Um, and then I realized that I, I, once I did a classical degree, I realized that I actually wanted to play folk music. <laughs> so after I bought the pedal harp, I was like, actually, this has been good. It's been really good for my technique and all that kind of stuff. That was my university years. Um, but I would really like to actually play folk music where I find it a bit more relaxing <laughs> and more chilled. And, um, so yeah, it, that's why I ended up buying this one. This is actually a Scottish harp, um, uh, starfish harp. I bought it because it's so much smaller and much more portable. So, you know, for touring, I can put this on a plane. Yeah. Um, in its flat case, it weighs 21 kilos or something. Is there a major difference between a, an Irish harp and a Scottish harp? No. no. So that's just all names for the same kind of thing. They're all lever harps. Yeah. There is There are a few different types of harps. I think the Welsh harp is like the triple strung harp. Have you heard of that one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that sounds a bit <laughs> okay, boggling. Hey, it has uh, three rows of strings, and I haven't actually played fingers. one. Yeah, exactly. Most people, have, have, most people have six <laughs> fingers in each hand. Well, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, funnily enough, we don't use our pinkies to play, so we actually only use four digits on each hand. There you go. Is the pinky like a <laughs> just to make things harder? <laughs> it's like kind of drinking a cup. Yeah, of yeah. Like yeah. It, a cup of tea. It just yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Should we have a ch- yeah. another tune? Yeah. Do you want to? What do you fancy? What do you fancy doing to? Do you want to do a song? Yeah, we can do a song. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to tell What's, them about it? What is the song? Well, it's, it's called "When I Was a Young Girl." Mm-hmm. It's a trad Americana tune. No, 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 no. That's what I got in my head anyway. <laughs> if I was a rich man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. We um, can do that. No, but we've uh, we've arranged it um, to have a little. It's pretty out there. Yeah, okay, sure. okay, let's do it. Okay, good. Yeah. When I was a young girl, I used to seek pleasure. When I was a young girl, I used to drink ale and straight from the jailhouse straight from the jailhouse to my dying bed so come mama come papa and sit you beside me come mama come papa won't you pity my case my poor heart is aching my sad heart is breaking my body help it and i'm bound to die 
just say that the sound you just heard there was the uh, the sound of Michelle um, drawing a scarf from between the harp strings which she was using as a mute and um, uh, there was a lot of a lot of movement going on there uh, Michelle was doing a lot of 
a bit of key switching lever changes lever that's changes. it yeah, yeah. Mm. and uh, really great that was fantastic oh, thank you thank, thank you. you yeah so so uh, Mickey what's your background with, with playing and singing like where's where's this come from <laughs> for you I guess that's kind of recent I suppose I should say um our voices sound a little bit different too because we've just been to the dentist <laughs> and our gums are bleeding. Uh, I can't stop licking my teeth. Yeah. Um, but in answer to your actual question, um, I I started playing violin, I think when I was 22 or 23. So that's seven going on eight years now. Um, and But before that, I, I think I like played a couple of miscellaneous instruments from the age of 10. Mm-hmm. And then I think I really sort of settled on the bass guitar when I was 15 in high school. And I just wanted to play a lot of, a lot of nineties rock. And I really liked Pearl Jam and nice. um, Alice in Chains. And I just, yeah, anything like nineties grunge where like, you know, 30 year old men were whining about how hard their life was. I was very into it. Uh-huh. And um, I think I, I would have started singing around then. Um, and then, yeah, uh, I started playing in a jazz band um, when I got out of uni. Playing, playing bass? Oh, no, sorry, on the fiddle. So I, fiddle. I, I, I came to the... I started listening to a lot of classical and like I really liked film scores. And I just was like, I really want to be playing some of this stuff, but I can't do that on electric bass. And so I bought a viola because I thought, um, I, I thought it wasn't as hard as violin and I might be more likely to get a job yeah. <laughs> and, and less people played it. And then, um, and then it got stolen... <laughs> in it got stolen a couple of weeks before my final performances oh, for no. uni yeah and then so were you studying music at uni then is yeah the, i was doing it was sort of a contemporary course um yeah. back up in sydney and yeah and then i don't know if you noticed but i was playing violin left-handed just mm-hmm. then and i they're not easy to replace a left-handed viola um they reckon it might have been the only one in australia but maybe i can't imagine they got much money for it no they wouldn't have known what they stole yeah. like they wouldn't they was, can't maybe, have got... maybe it was one of those things that stolen to order it's like get, get yeah we'll get another one i saw this guy walk in there holding the viola in his left hand there's a chance take it yeah. <laughs> um so and yeah it was going to take 12 weeks to order a new viola and performances were in like three or four weeks and i just went on gumtree and this guy was selling a 70 dollars left-handed violin and um, i just bought that and did it on did it on that instead and learned how to play on the e-string wow this explains a lot about you yeah (laughs) well you know that's i mean it's easy right you just you just switch it's how hard can it be there's only four strings the intervals are the same so it's just it's just a high string and then the thing was we just sort of started this jazz band and um, i was gonna say you had mentioned jazz so maybe you could just get away with anything. <laughs> absolutely totally and um and at the time we were total beginners and um i was playing viola and i was finding that it was even though i was playing like the lead melodies i was very sort of stuck in the middle register and then um even on this much cheaper left-handed violin from gumtree um i was like really singing on the top over the top of the rest of the band um and yeah it just sort of it, it was that was the instrument and i was like oh i'll get my viola back one day and then i just never did <laughs> hasn't been another viola yeah and then um yeah i just i don't know i've always liked singing and uh we yeah we would do it with the band and sometimes like i didn't need to but i'd be sort of well i'd have to sing the melody the you know the lyrics and then i just sort of maybe i can just play a couple of notes on the on the violin while i'm doing it just to sort of add to the sound and then i got all right at that so I'd play a few more and then i sort of developed i mean there there is a rich history of of fiddle singing like especially in old time music Mm -hmm. um there's a guy called bruce molsky who's like the dude oh okay yeah um (laughs) 
Uh, so I've been sort of like getting into that and following it, but yeah, um, it's just this sort of combination of wanting to play in smaller groups and still play your violin. So, so I, I do get a, a sense of like just to get a picture of your musical background. So, were you similar to Michelle in that you're hmm. hearing it, all, hearing it all over the place, or? Oh, that's a good question. No. You describe this so easily. You just say like, I was playing the bass, and then I just thought I'll I play know. the viola. It's, it's like you know, it's just... yeah, I'm a bit annoying. Um, <laughs> Are you, are you just a bit annoying because yeah. you're both actually quite annoying because you're obviously very talented. So. Yeah. Also, we're just annoying people. <laughs> um, yeah. I had heard that. Your listeners, your listeners can't tell, but we've been pitching you the whole time and you've been doing very well not to scream. Um, no, I don't have a, a particularly rich but, um, like music musical family. Um, they don't play anything. Oh, no, but they're very rich. Just <laughs> No, um, no, there's not. I mean, Dad plays a little bit of guitar. Um, yeah, what? And uh, my mum has famously told me to practice a bit less. <laughs> and um, yeah, Granddad played a bit of piano, and he was by ear. But um, yeah, I, I was just a bit of a nerd. Like I, I really liked sheet music. Um, and once, uh, I don't know. Sorry, there's a bit of both. There was a bit of sort of high school rock and roll jamming where it's like you know, play the seventh fret and then you play the fifth fret on this string and oh, I think it sounds good and you have no idea what you're doing. Uh, I think that's really important. But I, yeah, um, I sort of, I bought a book of classical guitar. Um, sheet music can sort of figured that out. And I feel <laughs> just, like I'm... just figured out classical guitar. I just feel <laughs> like I'm saying, like, well, I'm a musical prodigy. <laughs> that's not the case at all. Um, and yeah, from then on, it was like very much like... I was very into reading the dots and yeah, I sort of, we, we got into the national folk festival in 2014 and that was the first time I really heard folk in music. This, in this band? In your swing band. Oh in yeah, in my band. jazz band. And we yeah. were totally unprepared and, but we were very warmly received, I think at 1am um, by a bunch of perhaps drunk, drunken audiences. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, then we were exposed to like folk music and that was just like the floodgates opened and then it was learning tunes by ear and. Was there much of a transition for you to do that? Yeah, um, I think I think I thought I really liked jazz at the time, but what I just really liked was that it swung. And then when I heard people swinging like Balkan music and swinging mm-hmm. fiddle tunes and bluegrass tunes, like yeah, that blew me away. And swing is um, like I remember the first time I ever heard Martin Hayes playing live. Mm. Oh yeah, and I just thought, and that was the word that came into my head was swing. There's just yeah. and it's. It's something else. Yeah, it's I mean, it's, it's really it's yeah, really it's fun. fun and yeah, yeah. Then I yeah, I sort of discovered Western swing and like the people who were swinging bluegrass tunes and improvising over them. And I thought that was like so creative to be able to sort of incorporate like the the sort of like you just can't stop with like bluegrass bowings or like a lot of folk and fiddle bowings. Like you have to because you're playing dance music. Like you've got to keep that you know, your bowing pattern going, but then to be able to improvise melodies and like these incredible solos at the same time. Like I just thought that knocked jazz out of the water, yeah. but now I'm sort of, I found a sweet spot, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then um, before we kind of talk about how you both came together as musicians, I wanted to ask you just about both of you, about musicians who like, so are, are there harpists that, that, that you would listen to Michelle when you were younger that you kind of thought that's what I wanted to sound like. And the reason I ask is because yeah. this is an obscure, possibly obscure reference, but when I was a kid, um, um, I used to hear um, albums by Alan Stavell. Have you ever heard of him? He was yeah, like a yeah. Breton harpist who did these sort of 
1970s albums that were kind of you know where there's like maybe two tracks on one side of the LP <laughs> right. and there's like whistles and seagulls and the sound of waves oh, cool. and a harp yeah you know kind of and and these sort of washes of color. you've heard it actually I yeah, sent you a couple of things you actually lovely. really liked yeah, it yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I would <laughs> so great to listen to when you're in an altered state of consciousness you know but I wondered who you were listening to you know like harp mm. players that, that made kind of thing yeah, I think early on it was Moving Harps, which was a trio. Um, do you know Andy Rigby? No. Ah, he's a harpist up around Malmesbury. He also plays a lot of other instruments, actually. Um, but him and Dave Alloway and um, Dave Rackham. Um, they sort of had this, I think they formed this ensemble um, to sort of, yeah, learn about harp and that kind of thing. And they, we had a cassette tape of theirs, which I remember listening to quite a lot. <laughs> These three hearts playing together. Um, so I'd say early on that was a bit of an influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bit later, um, it would be yeah, a huge influence on me is uh, Katrina Mackay, a Scottish harpist. Um, and in fact, she plays the same harp as me, or technically I play the same harp as her. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the order that it happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, she's fantastic, virtuosic. Yeah. So, so one of the things that in that in that last tune, um, so you have that very sort of um, uh, percussive style of fiddle playing mm. and you're also strumming with your yeah. with your right hand almost like a flamenco type absolutely of, um, yeah so it's, it's it's pretty dynamic and ah, thank you yeah. <laughs> um yeah um that's something that's maybe a bit more unusual but i have seen a few people now strumming um the harp uh-huh. i don't know 100 percent where it comes from but i wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of the paraguayan harp tradition which is very much uh much more like flamenco guitar and that kind of thing they play with their nails as well and have lots of flourishes and yeah, lots of glissandos and all that kind of mm. stuff. Um, but is, is there a sense for both of you that that y- you'll 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 draw on whatever you need to get the sort of the vibe yeah. that you're looking for? You know, it doesn't really matter where it comes I from. Think it's yeah. just so, um, we've both been in larger ensembles. Have you been in duo before? Oh, you no, have. Uh, sort of. Technically, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we we're both sort of used to larger ensembles, mm. and I think we're hoping to have a bigger sound than you would expect from. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I think it's easy, especially when you're playing with a harp, to sort of get lumped in with angels and <laughs> romanticism and um, picnic at Hanging Rock and all that, and and that's fine, like that's really pretty. And I mean, especially when you say the violin as well, like together. But I think we're sort of hoping to still rock out a bit, um, mm. yeah, and have some like groove and yeah. Yeah, I feel like uh, as a duo, you. You sort of need to be more creative, I guess, in your playing because there's only two of you and it's really fun. There's more space for you also to put different sounds and that kind of thing. It's really fun to explore, I guess, kind of special techniques and that kind of thing. How, how did you find each other uh, musically? St- like? uh, string camp. At a really <laughs> nerdy music camp. <laughs> Which is actually coming up. Yeah. There you go. So st- what's, what's string camp? Oh, sorry. It's called string mania. String mania. String mania. In Warburton. Right. And they're actually about to... Is this their fourth year? This will be yeah, year coming four. up their fourth year, the first week of holidays. Um, it's great. They um, do you know Alistair Fraser and Natalie Hass? I'm not Alistair yeah, Fraser. Yeah, yeah. it's um, I guess <laughs> did it. Yeah, I guess it's his baby. Yeah, it's um, kind of Australian. He, so he's got a, he's got like five or six camps throughout the year mm. all over the world, like in Spain. Scotland and Spain mm. and America. And yeah, now he's got one here. And um, yeah, and one of our mutual friends, Chris Stone, I think is the. Ooh, I'll get artistic this wrong. director artistic director and um yeah he was also a big influence when we first heard them play and he'll love hearing that um and yeah so they run this like pretty pretty out there music camp yeah. um where they and did you immediately 
sort of um, feel like, oh, I want to play. <laughs> oh, we didn't even play together the no. first year. <laughs> Just yeah. more that we met there, I'd right. say. Okay. Mm, but I remember Michelle was playing some Joanna Newsom, who oh, I have yeah. a big soft spot for. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I, I didn't actually want to bring up that name because I didn't yeah. know it was like just too too much of a, I don't know, an easy... It's not an easy one. That's, it's the only one I know. Yes. And <laughs> that's I'm not going to bring the, it up. the case for a lot of people. Yeah, right. she's done very well for the harp. Oh, she's so well, awesome. <laughs> getting the harp name out there. Right. And yeah, she, well, we both yeah really love Joanna Newsom's music. Fancy. So you had some Janna Newsom vibes. You're like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> what is this music I'm floating towards? Yeah. 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 And who is this playing it? Yeah. And it's one of those things where you stay up all night, um, you know, jamming um, with like, there's, there'll be about like a hundred people, other students at the, at the it's camp. It's very good and, for, yeah, finding people and networking. And, and there's, and yeah. Kind of and there's like bluegrass musicians and contemporary, like Irish or trad Irish, Irish or people yeah. who just want to sing. And so like, you know, to stay up till three or four a.m. or later, and then um, I mean, I think it was the last night, the last day, or the, maybe the day before. I could just hear this, um, Joan and some music coming out in my like very over underslept state. Yeah, I think there's a photo, and I think you're asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so how long before you then started actually playing together? Ah, years. <laughs> yeah, years. Right. Yeah. What no, was that? It's journey? mostly come. It's actually come about. Um, the hike started first. Um, this hike that we're doing in New Zealand, um, I had this wild idea to hike the length of New Zealand and do a musical tour on the way. <laughs> As you do, with the harp. As you do, yeah. Because mm. um, we, we both like hiking um, long distance, but yeah, the New Zealand hike is six months and I didn't want to spend that long away from my instrument. And so I was like, maybe I'll just do half of it. And then Michelle was like, well, what if, what if we did the whole thing together and then you, um, <laughs> you would so, bring out instruments? So, uh, so let, let's talk about that. So, so what you're planning to do is you're going, you're going from the northern tip of New Zealand yeah. to the southern tip of New Zealand. That's it. And uh, what's that hike called? That's... Yeah, it's called the Te Araroa. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. I think we're going to find out along yeah. the way. But it, um, it's Maori for the Long Pathway. Mm-hmm. So it's an official trail um, that's been around since 2011 so in terms of long distance hikes it's kind of the new kid on the block because there's i don't know if you've heard of the uh the american ones like the appalachian trail yeah Yeah, also six months and the pacific crest trail uh yeah so this one's been around for a little while and i i got really into long distance hiking in 2017 when i did the australian arts walking track which is a six-week hike from uh valhalla up to canberra so you go across Yeah, three states, and you go across the Great Dividing Range, and yeah, just fell in love with it. And and I mean, this might sound like an obvious question, but you know, what's the appeal of of hiking? I mean, because we're not just talking about you know an afternoon. We're talking about serious lots Living. of. You said that yeah. very nicely. Yeah. I don't know what you're thinking. Of inside. <laughs> you're I saying just why walk. the hell do you want to do this? Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's a lot of that's a lot of um, dehydrated food. It is. And, <laughs> I guess mainly we hate showering. And this is an excuse to be as far away from a shower as possible. I guess what, I, what, I, what, I, what, I'm, what I'm hoping you're going to say is that like it's, a, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor for something and also it, somehow it links in with playing and the place you go to in your head when you're playing. Yeah, you do. It's a bit of wow, it. you do end up in a different place, definitely. Um, after six weeks of hiking, yeah, everything kind of slows down and calms down and you're not around technology and that sort of stuff. And it's it's kind of hard actually to come back into civilization and go back to everyday life and um i like how everything while you're hiking feels very real in terms of there's not actually a lot to do you just kind of walk um but everything you do has lots of purpose 
So, you know, you have to find water that day because if you don't, that wouldn't be so good. <laughs> you need to stay warm and um, find shelter and be sensible. And yeah, I just think it feels very, I guess, basic is the word. And there's something very nice about that. I find it's really good for, yeah, just my mental state. Mm-hmm. I think also um, it's hard to ignore the appeal of adventure. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we both loved like The Hobbit as oh, kids. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, all of those, anything where like, you know, but it's romantic. It's exactly, a, yeah. And yeah, I think. Did you see The Hobbit? Yeah, we yeah. loved it. Like, yeah. and there's that line, "I'm going on an adventure." <laughs> well, like, there is the, the, and, the unexpected, an unexpected. Yeah, journey. and yeah. Uh, even in the in Lord of the Rings, he says, "Mountains, I want to see mountains stand up." <laughs> and it's kind of that. I think. I think. Yeah, it's like you can talk about meditative, the meditativeness meditativeness yeah i don't know um and and nature and all that and it's yeah it's definitely true but i think like there's just something to be said for going on an adventure yeah yeah i i the thing i had in my head which just kind of crystallized there as you were talking i don't know if i'll be able to explain this but i was thinking about so you play a tune mm-hmm. or a set of tunes and you're i mean uh, sorry, I have to say this. No other way of saying it. You're going on a journey, right? So you're you into the tune, and you, you know it happens in the space of five minutes. You're kind of you you go on this journey. You go in to the the wilderness and back again, or something, <laughs> you know. And it's just like the hiking is that, but like extended over a, a much longer period. I mean, it's not as literal as that. There's something really interesting just occurred in my head, but I can't put it into words. <laughs> so maybe we'll just. Is it repeating in your head the whole time? I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. There is actually. That's the bit I'm right. There are times when I like. So I'm. A, I'm a sort of like I was saying to you earlier, but trying to kind of get back into playing. And so there are uh, times when I'm. Uh, in a session where I'm sort of three quarters of the way through a tune and I, I'm kind of thinking I'm never going to reach the end of this you know which is probably what you'll oh. think about when or, I or I don't one. know or I, or I can't remember how this ends oh or, yeah you know, yeah so, we've done that you know so um, so uh, so yes that's that's all I'll shut up <laughs> should we do another tune would you like to do another sure. tune yeah and, sure uh, rescue me from my we can do terrible that. metaphor do you want to play it worked <laughs> yeah I was thinking that too yeah okay Okay, uh, we're going to play for you one, uh, another original called A Walking Pace. We think that's the name. Um, as we're saying, we've just um, we've just recorded our debut album. So until we actually have it printed on the album, I guess we can change the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <in> a state <laughs> of flux. <laughs> it's also the name of our album. Um, but we've just been calling this piece Slow Saddy, which is not great. Because <laughs> okay. it is both <laughs> slow and sad. <laughs> but it's also not. It's, it's not also, that sad. <laughs> or slow. <laughs> So that's not, again. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, probably not that name, but anyways, we think it's called a walking pace. Right, follow one, the show notes. What is that? Andante Cantabile? Exactly. Wow. He's well on it. done. Yeah, that's it. Okay, Bing. someone educate me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're kind of having fun, I suppose, um, with uh, using, what would you say? Yeah, so that's a, it's a tempo marking. Right. Yeah, andante, which means a walking pace. And so we thought it, it worked really well because I was saying we're going to call our album that as you know people who don't know you know musical terms it sounds nice a walking pace which is the tour that we're doing but then for the nerdy people out there as Dominic said <laughs> it, um, one piece of it has a, it has a musical link as well yeah, yeah. So all right go. so let's do that <laughs>
Tell me again, what was that tune called? That tune is now officially called <laughs> a, walking, a Walking Pace. A Walking Pace. So yeah. during your hike in New Zealand, you're actually going to be doing gigs along the way, right? That's the plan. <laughs> About so, 20 over the six and a half months. Right. Yeah. So are those all set up yet? Are you still are you still looking for people to host you? Or We are you... in the finalizing stage of our itinerary, yeah. but there is some wheel room. Right. Um, so in some ways we have to be really careful with booking a gig because we, we do have to stick to it. Like mm. if we find ourselves walking too slow... Well, actually, that's not too slow. Is not so much the issue, but too fast. Like mm-hmm. we can't go. Oh, can we actually play a week earlier? Like, no. <laughs> yeah. um, and how are you getting the instruments moved? Ah, uh, so um, the man who made my violin, his name is Paul Davies. Uh-huh. Um, he made that earlier this year. Uh, he heard about the trip and he was really excited about it, and he's agreed to sponsor us. And and yeah, at first he was like, "Look, I could just give you a bunch of money," but he actually wants to be as useful as he can, and he's going to. Um, be in charge of couriering our instruments from venue to venue and we'll just be walking there. Mm-hmm. So um, some venues, you know, they don't want to hold our instruments and we might be able to leave them with, you know, a friend or something. <laughs> New Zealand's pretty trustworthy, right? And you yeah. are fundraising in, during yeah. this trip as well. So yeah. do you want to tell us what, what you're fundraising yeah, for? Yeah, uh, we are fundraising for osteoporosis, which... Research, um, research yes, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh because um, I was diagnosed with osteoporosis when I was 24, which is, I think, is that five years ago? Mm. <laughs> Something like that. And it's not, and we want to raise awareness because it's not um, really well known that you can actually um, prevent this disease um, and early detection is key. And you can also do things even once you have it to help improve your bone density, which is what I have done. In fact, I technically now have osteopenia, which is just... Yeah. So do I. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Celebrate. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Do you want to come hiking? <laughs> well, that's probably um, partly, yeah, what got me into hiking, I would say, or at least definitely trying to prioritize it in my life, is that um, hiking is quite good for your bones. Is in it that really? it's, yeah, weight bearing exercise. You literally carry a pack yeah, <laughs> around. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and is really good for bone building. Um, and yeah, we do, we do quite a bit for bone building including uh, jumping up and down. <laughs> yeah, every second day. Um, oh, maybe your listeners can't tell by the sound of my voice, but I broke my foot. <laughs> they can hear the cast. Um, it's not a cast. What am I doing? Anyway, every second day until I broke my foot, uh, we were going down to the park and doing lots of plyometrics, which is um, sort of explosive movements using your body as resistance. Yeah. So like burpees are a great example. Right. Anything that has like jumping and or like, yeah. Um, Impact lunges lots of squats that's so great because like my specialist never told me anything about this well mine (laughs) yeah it's been a lot of uh research i'd say on my own behalf and trial and errors as well um some years i've had some good increases and other years not so much and i think i've come to learn my body a bit better and what it responds to and what it needs um so the exercise is one part of that but also diet is really important um you've got to fuel that exercise with good calcium and protein magnesium and magnesium and yeah i killed my bones with too many years of booze oh, yeah well <laughs> which alcohol, i had no idea was yeah. a, a bad thing it for is it. and so is smoking mm. as well oh, yeah, I did that but these things you know i guess they're not we know they're not that good yeah. <laughs> is, is there a sense of, like so when 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 you knew that you had developed mm. this condition was there a sense that you come to know your body better because you have to really pay attention to what you're yeah, doing yeah definitely just 
prioritizing it and putting it first as well and knowing what yeah that yeah what it needs I suppose and that um yeah things can really affect it you know like um I wasn't I was active when I was a kid but you know you're going through those kind of like late teenage years and you you know doing uh, VCE and then doing university mm. and I sit down a lot and I play the harp <laughs> it's not particularly good for your bones lots of sitting and not being very active um yeah so it's been really uh good to uh, be able to put that first I would say and try and the hike is about trying to bring together <laughs> I guess two kind of parts of me which is the sort of exercise and the physical thing and then also the music that's mm-hmm. great so where should we go to um a to support or b learn more yeah um okay so our website i guess would be the place to start which is mickeymichelle.com mickey spelt like the mouse <laughs> and michelle spelt like, like the, michelle <laughs> like the beatles, beatles yeah. uh yeah i think that's actually what i'm Two named L's. after <laughs> um yeah that's a good place we also have an instagram and a facebook um, page which you can reach if you probably type in Nikki and Michelle and there's links from our website and we'll have all that in the show notes oh, well. oh great yeah yeah Just we've got an album which um, we're crowdfunding with Posible uh, which needs to be ready uh, by the end of this week um, and the Posible campaign finishes this week as well right great and again we'll link to that yeah through the show notes so that's Thank why that, that explains why we've done the intros at the start because <laughs> why we've done a little bit different is because we want to get this at with every bit of opportunity Yay. for uh, support. Oh, thank thank you. you. Yeah, and after um after we finish that, once once we start hiking, um we will um have a button on our website um so people can donate to osteoporosis research. Right. And yeah, and we'll be uh, donating twenty percent of merch sales along the two or so. Oh, merch sales, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too. And we we spoke with a doctor this year called um, Dr. Peter Ebling, and he's the head of research at Mon. No, ah, I was so close. <laughs> he's the head of medicine at Monash, at Monash University. <laughs> and I think I'm missing he's one a, word in there. He's a bone specialist. Okay, and he knows his stuff. But he was very cool. So like traditionally, osteoporosis is seen as people as an older person's disease and when you go on the website um saying like help i've got osteo what can i do um you know the pictures you get are uh someone in a quite an elderly person it's like maybe you should try moving today and so that's hasn't been very helpful for michelle or for myself if i'm trying to help out um and we spoke to him and he was he was really incredible with like yeah, um, he sort of, we, we knew we wanted to run some sort of awareness campaign, but we, we were getting a bit worried about, like, we can't say, hey, you should go on these specific drugs or you can solve your entire <laughs> problem just by exercising more. You know, yeah. And he was really good at sort of giving us, like, words that we can say. Yeah, <laughs> so supporting we us. Can, we can tell yeah. people that, yeah, smoking is not good for you. Or maybe <laughs> try not to stress so much <laughs> um, and things like that. And, um, yeah, we just found that he seems to be, like, quite a game changer in terms of osteoporosis in Australia. And... Yeah, so we are donating to his research. And mm. what about during the, the hike itself? Are you, are you tweeting it, Instagramming it? Are you doing any kind of, uh, I suppose, social activity that, you, that I slash everyone else listening <laughs> could can follow or can, could follow? Yeah, yeah, I would say that uh, we have a blog on our webpage. Mm-hmm. Right. But probably because while we're hiking, we won't have that much reception. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say that uh, Instagram and Facebook would be where we'd be doing the quick kind of post yeah. saying where we're at and what we're up to and that kind of thing. And then... Probably, you know, every month or so we'll get a blog post out on our um, webpage, which we'll also promote through the socials. Brilliant. I'll <laughs> yeah. double tap on that. All right. <laughs> so should we try, uh, do, you, do you have one more 
Tune for us. Yeah, Get you can squeeze one in. What would you want to do? Thank you so much for oh, taking the time to do this. Uh, we arranged this um, this um, interview uh, three hours in advance of sitting down with you. So that's the way to go. That's how we roll. Yeah, yeah. dentist <laughs> appointment and an interview. Yeah. So uh, so brilliant. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's oh, been lovely. Thank you. Thank and you. Uh, the music's been fantastic. So treat. Yeah. Charms, if I had any say at all, a walking pace, a taken still. Come on and take your fill. Taller tokens, remove the domino from its place, and you can come and go as you will.
understand more about the Celtic harp now that we have had a chance to talk to Michelle I do well I now understand I had no idea that there were the pedals in the pedal harp actually I didn't even know there were two if I'm being honest I probably didn't even realize there were two different types of harp what's it you know during several of those tunes uh, um, anyone listening obviously wouldn't necessarily have known but um, with her left hand Michelle was reaching up and flipping uh, levers on the harp. I've never been change, so close to someone to playing a harp. The, change the thing, and uh, it's she's she's really interesting to watch as well because she's doing that with her left hand. She's playing with her right hand, and then she's kind of swaying as well, you know, um, just with the groove of the thing. So, mm. so it's uh, it's really cool. And then you got Mickey kind of um, playing really. Sa- you can see that they're really, like, really closely listening to each other and yeah. really a lot together. of interplay of yeah, a lot of close looks. I was like, what does what, what does that yeah. mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah that was really lovely so look here's my little story what happened two days before if you noticed that my voice was in any way kind of extra low or a little bit hoarse (laughs) is because the day before we did this interview I uh, I spent about an hour and a half floating off the coast of Australia towards uh, Tasmania I decided I was going to go for a surf and haven't been one for a long while I got caught in a monster rip (laughs) which turned into an ocean current which turned into the surf lifesavers having to launch a boat and come out and and pick me up out of the sea with a very bruised ego and uh, a very exhausted body and and voice because I, I may have been screaming at the at the beach Help. but you know what kept me going the what? thought that there are people willing to go over to patreon and give us a few dollars ain't that the truth get away it is the truth and i was thinking there's literally tens of people who may not have a podcast because I haven't given any passwords to Dom. No, you know, <laughs> this, this. But I'm keeping it going. If you're, if you're out, of, out, of, without any program. out of the game, I'm, I'm keeping going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just strike through the S. Yeah. <laughs> so I've made the t-shirts. I've printed the t-shirts already. It's, you know, it's With that in mind, thank you, everyone who's gone to patreon.com forward slash Blarney Pilgrims to become a patron and to help support us in this it's just it's really great it's been going really great but we always need more listeners to to contribute to just help us cover the costs so thank you and with that thanks again to michelle doyle and to mickey o'donnell check out all their links at blarneypilgrims.com hi my name is rosa please become a subscriber to the podcast Thank you.